Hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. How's it going? Guys, welcome to our first ever live stream Burlington Church of Christ communion. This is exciting. Um, of course, Devin is helping us out here. And so, um, we're, uh, we're going live. And so if you see that little chat button there, Maybe you just go ahead and say something to let us know that you're there and let us know it's not just me and Devin hanging out here online, but uh, there's actually there's actually the family out there. But um, good morning. I'm just going to wait here just a minute or two just to, uh, to kind of give everybody a chance to, to, to sign on. Okay, so maybe I could get a couple of brave souls. Okay, there it is. We got uh, Zach. He says, hey. <laughs> we got Pat who said he typed in the word something. That's that's helpful. <laughs> we got uh, Alessandra. Good morning. Steve Neff. Neffs are here. Caitlin. Good morning. Looks like uh, looks like we got a lot of a lot of a lot of folks on. That's awesome. This is exciting. So anyhow, this is the first for me. So if, um, if you could just be a little bit patient with me in terms of really kind of, kind of figuring this out, I'm, I'm kind of looking at my own face and talking to myself. So maybe that's my condition, uh, you know, at other times, but uh, it's a little bit different in this, in this particular scenario. So anyway, um, welcome. Let's go ahead and pray and, uh, let's get some time in the scriptures and, uh, kind of, uh, just get some time to, to help our own hearts to get connected to, what Jesus is uh, saying to us this morning. So welcome. It's great to have everybody. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you so much for another incredibly beautiful day. It's uh, just a great day to be in Vermont. We uh, are so blessed. We are so thankful. God, there's just a list of thousands of things we go through just to say thank you and uh, because you've blessed us so richly. Father, we just ask your your God, your spirit to just lead us and guide us as we get into the word this morning. Father, help us to have inner strength. Help us to be like Jesus as he faced different challenges in his life. Father, help us to be like him as he really lived life to the full, even though there's a lot of uh, adversity around him. Father, we just pray that you would lead us and guide us as we open up the scriptures. What an honor. What a privilege. Father, Father uh, we thank you for being with us this morning. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, I'm just kind of looking at my notes right here. You know, it just seems like we're all learning right now. Uh, really unique circumstances, really unique situation that we're all in with um, with uh, the coronavirus and uh, kind of this uh, quarantining. I know we're all getting creative in terms of uh, just our own uh, self quarantining and being in the home, you know, with uh, with with just our families or just our roommates or what have you. And I know that we're, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. <clears throat> and uh, like even last night, I know there's a big, a big virtual game, a drawing game, an art game that the Leaps were hosting. Heard that awesome. And um, and so I know that we're all getting kind of creative with it. You know, it seems like um, <clears throat> you know this, the, all these circumstances are really getting us to stop and really getting us to consider and getting us to think. It's so easy in life just to just to get in the rat race and keep going and keep uh, chasing. <laughs> We're like chasing the wind. We're like, you know, that dog that we grew up with that, you know, every now and then we get an 
itching its tail and just start chasing its tail around and around. We can get like so much like that in our lives. And I think it's just, you know, when circumstances like this happen, it's just it forces us all just to kind of reevaluate our priorities. It forces us all to kind of uh, value home and value sort of that safe place and that headquarters that's that's home. It, it gets us to think a little bit more about our relationships. It gets us to think a little bit more about our health, uh, you know, our spiritual health, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. Uh, I know there's a hashtag out there that's uh, kind of cool. It's 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 hashtag together at home. And I think it's, you know, there's something unique happening where we are, you know, we are kind of placed in this situation where where um, we're, you know, parents are at home with their kids. There's the whole homeschooling uh, challenge. But I think, you know, with all of this, we've, we've really got to see <clears throat> with eyes of faith that there's just great opportunity, even even in times of crisis, in times of challenge. And so anyhow, you know, one of the things we've been going through is our Jesus leadership. And so, you know, we're kind of like loaded for bear right here. We're, we're stacked. We got our, we got, you know, our globe keychain, our carabiners. We can, we can, we can, I know I'm still pronouncing that wrong, but we can climb any mountain with this, uh, with this, uh, these, uh, carabiners. And we've got a, we've got this world, this world global vision that we're all sort of, you know, talking about and really trying to stir in our own hearts. It's kind of interesting to me that even with the coronavirus, it's it's kind of a, you know, it's this, it's the world having to deal with this virus, you know, that's so much like kind of sin, you know, and evil in the world that it's not it's not us fighting each other. It's protecting each other from these forces that we really need to pay attention to. Otherwise, they can spread among us. And so it's kind of a cool dynamic, even globally, where, you know, um, we're, we're thinking about each other a bit more. We're we're considering each other a bit more. And I think it's it's really good for all of us in, in a lot of ways. But anyway, so <clears throat> got our GS leadership workout book, and so we're reading that. Okay, right, so are you guys are you guys are you, some of you guys doing this? I know uh, we've been talking about it, but go ahead and put in the chat if you've been kind of rocking the Jesus leadership workouts, or maybe not rocking them, but you've maybe yeah. looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> or you've done a little bit of something you actually thought about opening it up. Maybe put a little something in the chat just to kind of kind of show that that uh, that you're out there with the Jesus leadership book. So this is mine. So I'm going through it. These are my these are my notes. I kind of jumped ahead to the second week because I just felt like it was a little bit more of what I needed, and I want to really encourage anybody just to kind of open it up and kind of you know uh, kind of do what. Um, do what's helping you or kind of focus on what you feel like the, what God is leading you to. So we got Ryan out there. He's doing it. Katie's Katie's into the uh, GS leadership workouts as well. Devin, I love life doctor, the life doctor lesson. Steve Neff with it all capitals. Yes. And an exclamation point. Peter Leap, of course, is rocking it as only he can do. And uh, Maria. Yes. Love them. She's on day five. Mackenzie Kafka, the Max, the Max are, we are a few days behind. That's fine. In fact, you know, you might kind of find something, a kind of a theme or something that really, you feel like, well, I got to study that a little bit more. I got to get into that a little bit more and just kind of camp out on it, on something that's really kind of resonating with you or that's helping you out. So, so here's mine and I just been going through them. I, I just, 
I just I'm amazed how I find different things each time I go through the scriptures. And uh, it's just really kind of exciting to me that you can read the Bible and and find different things. The Bible is living and active and it's so, so powerful to go through these, you know, these accounts of Jesus, the things he's teaching, the things that he's doing, the encounters that he has. I don't know. I'm just always amazed at how much I learn, even though I've read the verses uh, many times before. So so got these pages just coming up on my. Yep. There's bounce back ability. And so I wanted to show you Sue's. <laughs> so here's Sue's. Here's Sue's. Uh, you can maybe hear her laughing in the background. Sue's cheering me on from the from the chair over there. But uh, you got. Um, we got. Uh, oh, I see some people are kind of rebuking each other on the chat. We got Stephen F. Ryan. Pay attention. <laughs> oh man, Devin Monica loves it too. Oh. So I see Steve said, refresh your screen. Okay, let me see. Devin, should I refresh my screen? Yeah, bear for you. Oh, is that me? Oh, okay, no, that's that's for that's for somebody else, I think. I think. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna keep mine up there. So this is Sue. This is Sue's. You can see that she's she doesn't go in order, but this is kind of typical of her. Of one of her her quiet times, Sue rocks her Jesus workouts. It's one of the things that inspires me about her so much. She's amazing. Okay, so okay, I actually touched my hands. My, anyway, I'm trying to figure this all out. So, so let's turn over to Mark chapter four. <clears throat> Mark chapter four. So what I was what I was hoping we could talk about this morning is just uh, being calm in the face of crisis. Being calm in the face of crisis. We all have those things that get to us and make us fearful or are challenging for us. And so for some, for someone else, we may look at them and say, why are they freaking out so much about this or this? But then when it comes to the things that we get anxious about or that we get nervous about or that we stress over, it might be a whole different list, but we all have our challenges and we all have that, 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 um, we all have that tendency to, to, uh, to fear and to get afraid and to get nervous. And so I want to talk about just uh, being calm in the face of crisis and being by being calm, I mean, being strong, being poised, being peace filled, being peaceful, uh, being responsive in terms of not just shutting down or not just running away, but being responsive in a healthy way, uh, being steady. Uh, because we all do face crisis. You know, life is filled with chaos. It's filled with calamity. Uh, it's filled with complexity. Um, you know, now we've got the complexity of this virus that's that's spreading and we're trying to work together to to um, to, to do the right thing so it doesn't spread. So. So Jesus calls these storms. And in, in Matthew, chapter seven, and Luke, chapter chapter six and in other places, he says the storms are coming and the storms are going to hit you hard and the storms are going to slam your house. And the storms, the streams are going to rise. The, the, the storms are going to come and it's really going to test how we've built our house that we built on the, on the sand. So we're easily crushed by the different challenges that come away. Whereas our house built on the rock is our house built well so that we can not only kind of make it through, but we can actually stand tall and we can actually thrive through the challenges. It was kind of interesting because, um, 
uh, I guess about five years ago, uh, Bill Gates was being interviewed and he and he was being interviewed about what were the challenges for humanity moving forward. And they were talking about war and he was saying how he didn't feel like war was really the challenge <clears throat> as much as as an epidemic, as a viral epidemic. And he kind of predicted that we would be facing something like a global pandemic. And he warned us that we weren't ready. He was very concerned at that point. And he's, he's spoken out a lot about this recently, that he was very con- he was very concerned that we weren't prepared. And it reminds me of Jesus, because Jesus is speaking to us as well and saying, are you prepared for what's coming? Because it is coming. The storms are coming. The challenges are coming. Uh, the things that that um, that we're afraid of that are challenging to us uh, are coming. And so we've got to put a lot of time into proactive time into getting prepared and digging our foundation. Well, it's kind of like that old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so it's really we're in a much better spot if we just take time to to um, to uh, prevent and to prepare for what's coming uh, as compared to just being unready and just being in it and, and reacting to it. And so, so the, 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 the workout I wanted to come out of this morning that, uh, that really affected me this past week is in some page 40 and it's about resting and rejuvenating. And one of the passages in there is Mark chapter four verses 35 to 41. And so that's the, that's the workout. And so let's just turn him over to Mark chapter four and start reading verse 35. Now, here's the thing. As we um, as we study this together, I'd really like for you to listen and to to ask yourself, what am I hearing as I as I read through this? Because because as we read these scriptures, this isn't just for the preacher. This is God talking to you as well as he's talking to me. And he's really trying to help kind of cultivate our hearts Soften our hearts to some things that we really need to pay attention to. So, so Mark chapter four, um, starting in verse 35 it says that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side and leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat, just as he was in the boat. There, there were also other boats with him. In verse 37, it says a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, exclamation point, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And so these guys were impressed by what was uh, what was happening um, in, in this particular situation. What are you hearing? What stands out to you about being calm in the face of crisis? It's interesting because these fishermen who were experienced men were uh, were freaking out because of this storm. And it reminds me, I kind of have this, uh, okay, I'm going to walk over here. It reminds me of this Hokusai print, this famous print that I have on my wall that's of, it's a Japanese uh, print by uh, an artist named Hokusai. 
And there's, he did these, uh, all these prints about um, different situations around these five lakes around Mount Fuji. And these lakes are actually uh, pretty similar in size to the Sea of Galilee. And sometimes it's hard for me to picture this kind of squall. It says a furious squall came up and the winds, winds and the waves broke over the boat. And I kind of think, well, how could that happen kind of in this situation? How could that come up so quickly? But I know that anybody who's, you know, really, uh, uh, someone, you know, that spends a lot of time around water can understand this, but it reminds me of that huge wave and that Hokusai, you can see it right there, the Hokusai print coming in and inundating these humans who are really, really small in that, in that print. And, and these guys were afraid. And so they're looking at Jesus and they're getting on him because he was asleep on a cushion in the boat. He, they wake him up. They're, Certainly a lot more concerned about themselves than they are about him. Um, and they wake him up and they say, don't you even care about us? It kind of reminds me of how I can be sometimes with God. Don't you care about my situation? And uh, God does. But a lot of times in the situation, he's not God. Jesus, they're not just freaking out the way I am. They're not nervous and anxious the way that I am. Um, and so and so Jesus, he rebukes the wind. He rebukes the waves. And um and they calm down, and uh, I don't know, maybe he just goes back to sleep at that point after he uh, after he instructs the guys. A couple things I get out of this. One is we got to get around faithful influences. Um, you know, we got to get. We, you know, we see in Jesus' life when he was feeling nervous or when he was feeling challenged, he often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. He got out in nature. He went on prayer walks. He got around God. God is always so faithful. And so he, he was getting around faithful influences, you know, um, you know, getting around God, praying, getting on our knees and praying, calling out to God in just ordinary situations and talking to him as we're going through things, uh, getting into the word and finding, you know, the truth about situations, connecting with principles, connecting with godly inspiration and encouragement, you know, getting into these 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 workouts with Jesus to really think about, well, how would he handle this? How would he approach this? How would he how would he take this on in his life? Um, that's the first thing I get around is get around faithful influences, because in the times of, of fear, we need we need contagious faith. We need to catch faith from other places. And sometimes that can just be, you know, getting into the scriptures. Sometimes that can be a phone call to a faithful uh, friend and brother or sister. Sometimes that just me crying out in prayer. We want to get around those faithful influences so that we can kind of bust out of those those fearful uh, anxious situations and that can kind of get us on a better path. The other, the other thing I get out of this is, is stop, you know, stop watching the wind and the waves so much. You know, these guys were, were, were totally kind of obsessed with this storm around them and Jesus is sleeping in the boat, which, you know, was, uh, was a total different response than that they had had to this wind. But I think a lot of times, you know, it's kind of like that situation when Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water, but then he started focusing a lot more, not on Jesus, but on the wind and the waves. He started to sink. You know, I think, um, you know, the wind and the waves can be TV. Sometimes we just watch too much, too much bad news, you know, or it's social media or it's the stock market or whatever it might be that we tend to put our trust in. Uh, sometimes we just got to take our focus off those things and put our focus onto those faithful influences. So the question I have here is how did Jesus do it? How did he have this calm in the face of crisis? And the answer to that question is Jesus 
did what he teaches us to do. He dug down deep and he laid his foundation on rock from a very early age. From a very, as a young man, he started, as a boy, he started digging down deep and laying his foundation on rock so that when the times of testing came, he would be prepared. Look over in, in Psalm 62. Psalm 62. Mm-hmm. Great. I don't know if you guys heard Sue over there saying preach. Maybe if you want to just keep yourself awake, maybe you just put preach into the, into the chat or something. <laughs> Something just to say, hey, I'm, I'm here. We got, uh, Joe. He just, uh, he, he's, uh, on, online. That's exciting. Morning, Joe. He says, Jesus, Jesus got us. No worries, people. Thanks, man. Love it. So Psalm 62. So here's a, here's a Psalm really from the heart of David. And we know that Jesus was, was, was again from a very young age. He was, he was totally connected to God's word. And he he said, you know, we don't man doesn't live on bread alone. He lives on every word that comes from the mouth of God, you know. And so Jesus was a man of the truth. He was a man of the scriptures. He was a man who who uh, who who drank deeply of of God's word. Okay, I got Zach preach four exclamation points. Thanks, man. (laughs) I got come on, Steve. Let's go. Uh, We can Maria said we can hear Sue. (laughs) <laughs> the meters. Uh, this is great. Go, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement. Um, Psalm 62. Listen to this. It says, my soul finds rest in God alone. Okay. My soul finds rest in God alone. It's like Jesus saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. You'll find rest for your soul. Where do we find that rest? We find it in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Listen to this. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And then and then he kind of, there's a little bit of an aside here in verse 3. It says, how long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. And so David is even talking about these are the winds and the waves in his life. These are the things he's tempted to really focus on. And he's tempted to get distracted by. But so he, so he talks about it. He's honest with it. And he's pouring out his heart to God. But then in verse 5 it says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. It's almost like pleading with his own soul to get focused, to go back to God, to, to look to God for this, for this strength that he longs for. And this rest that he longs for. He says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. Wow, that's powerful. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. And so we see David going back to the rock, digging down deep and laying his foundation on the rock to find his direction, to find his strength, to find his compass. And he says, it's God that's my rock. And it really, I think, talks to, speaks to us about what do we trust in times of trouble? What do we turn to in times of trouble? You know, he writes in verse 8, he says, trust in him at all times, O people. And then I love this. He says, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. You know, sometimes we think we can't really talk to God about the stuff that we're really feeling the stuff that we're really thinking, but we can talk to God about anything. 
And he wants us to pour out our hearts to him, to be real with him, to really deal with the real stuff that's on the inside and to take it to him. Verse 9, he says, low-born men are but a breath. The high-born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they're only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. But the things of this world, you know, there's there's so much good out there and there's so much great stuff out there. But they're not our rock. They're not the place that we go to for true strength. And we can enjoy them. And God wants to give those things to us. But God needs to be our rock if we're going to really rise up in strength during the challenging times. Verse 11 says, one thing God has spoken, two things have I heard, that you are God are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. Surely you reward each person according to what he has done. God is strong and God loves you. God loves me. and We can depend on him. And so that's where Jesus got his strength. You know, as he talks about his relationship with his father, there's so much intimacy there. There's so much closeness there. There's, there's a real source of, of love, uh, you know, that, um, that, uh, that, that is God. And he is strong and he is loving and he is on our side and he is with us. So I love this. Steve said that's Brenda's anchor scripture, Psalm mm-hmm. 62, verse 7. I got a few amens in there. Thank you. Um, you know, as I'm thinking about on, on in uh, page 24 of my uh, of the Jesus Leadership Training Journal, there's a question that says, you know, there's two questions. What do I most admire about Jesus? And I most admire his power, power, his authority, his humility, his his kind of power under control, his faith. I just love it. His 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 combination of of extreme power but extreme humility and and approachability i just i just feel so drawn to that but what what do i most want to learn from jesus what's my training focus and again it's on on uh, page 24 of the of the journal and the thing i want to learn i want to go to a different place in and I, and I need your help with this and i'd love for you to ask me about this i need i want to go to a deeper place in my relationship with god i feel like there's different times I look back on them in my own my own life where and Sue and I were talking about this the other day, where the times where I was flourishing were the times when I was prioritizing my walk with God. And it's and it's just and it's just so consistent throughout my life. The times I'm struggling the most, especially with things like anxiety or worry and these kind of things, are the times when I'm just not I'm just not taking the time that I need to get on those prayer walks or getting on my knees or or getting the time in the scriptures or, you know, just really digging deeper into God, my mighty rock that, that Jeremiah 17 sending out my roots yeah. by the stream, not, not relying on myself, not relying on what the world out there, you know, is offering to me, but relying on God who is immortal, invisible, the only God. That's right. And he's the source of that kind of strength uh, for us. I want to close with turn to John chapter 16 and verse 33. It's a it's a it's a it's a verse that's been uh, quoted a lot as we're facing the things that we are. But it's a verse that I think is just so pertinent to us. John, chapter uh, 16, verse 33. Um, this is this is Jesus as he's really facing his last days. So he's facing the cross coming up soon as he's facing his his brothers uh, deserting him as he's facing all of the all of the the brutal challenges that were coming his way. And he says in verse 33, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have 
peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You know, what Jesus is talking about is different than what the world is talking about. He's talking about finding a different level of strength, a different type of peace than the world actually offers us. In this world, we're going to have trouble. But if we will dig down deep and lay our foundation on the rock, then we can withstand and thrive through any storm. And so that's how we stay and grow more and more calm and strong, even in the face of crisis and chaos and calamity and complexity and challenge. So on the cross, they accused Jesus of something that his life represented. They said he trusts in God. Mm. Let's see what God does. Wow. What did God do with this, with his son who trusted him, who had dug down deep with him? He raised him from the dead. He saved him. He did his part. He came through. And just as Jesus trusted him that he would. And I think that's the reminder for us, guys, that God is going to get us through any challenge. There's no there's no challenge too big for God. And God is faithful. God is strong. God is loving. He's our mighty rock. Let's remember that as we take communion. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to pray here. Uh, I'm going to go, go and take communion with Sue and then I'll be back in just a moment and we'll um, we'll finish out our time together. Let's pray together. Father, thanks for Jesus. Gosh, thanks for his example. Thanks for his calm in the midst of the storms. Thanks for his confidence in you. Thanks for his example of facing a life of, of challenge, of trouble, of adversity, and overcoming, and rising above, and rising even from the dead. Father, help us to be just like him. Father, we want to remember him as we take uh, some bread, which represents his body, and take some juice, uh, some grape juice that represents his blood. And Father, we want to remember him and be empowered and strengthened by him and his way. We love you, God. Thanks for being loving. Thanks for being strong. Thanks for being our rock. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> okay, so Ryan asked me to lead us in a song. So 
my faith is growing. I'm trying to be a, a person of growing faith, and my faith isn't quite there yet. So thank you. Hey, so um, yeah, it's great to be together like this. And um, I really, Sue and I are praying for you. Um, just around the clock, we're we're really thinking about you a lot. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being amazing. Thanks for being strong in this in this time of challenge. And thanks for really being committed to really um, strengthening and helping and praying for one another. You guys are incredible. <laughs> I love you. A um, few things just to kind of before we close uh, with contribution. Thanks so much. You know, our our contribution has really been strong uh, the last uh, last uh, month and, um, you know, the last few months. Thanks so much for, for giving sacrificially and um, and doing what you do there. We just signed up for Tidely, so that's been really helpful for us. Uh, we've got some announcements. I'll send those out in an email a little bit later on tonight. And, uh, there's a few, uh, announcements. Uh, so if you just go ahead and, and, um, and, uh, you know, read the email, get the kind of the latest with some of the announcements. Uh, let's continue to have just great conversations with, uh, our, our working out with Jesus, our Jesus leadership workouts. Let's keep, um, I really want to encourage us to partner up yes. and have some people that we're setting up some phone times with. It was awesome this past week getting some, coaching calls with uh with a number of the guys and if you haven't signed up for one of those um i'd love just to get some time together with all the guys just to just to talk and get to know each other better and see how we can support each other and um and then on the phone of course um practicing social distancing and all that so that would be on the phone but um and then also just i really want to encourage you to really to really find your training focus as we're going through this like it talks about on um on uh, page 24 to find a focus. So we're not trying to, trying to pay attention to everything, but we're really trying to focus our training, uh, with Jesus to things that are really important in our lives. And so guys, that's all I got. Uh, it's been great spending this Sunday morning with you. Uh, thanks for your, uh, thanks for your, um, encouragement here on the chat. Thanks, uh, to, uh, Devin for really helping us out with, uh, with this, with this live stream, this has been fun. This has been exciting. We're going to do this again. And, uh, oh, the other thing I want to just encourage you to do is if you can, is just to post some of your, uh, workouts. Um, send them over to Steve Neff. You can post them. Steve's had a, a, some really great workouts posted and so it's Helen and, uh, and some others. And so, um, so if we can do that, that'd be awesome. We can cur- encourage one another with our, with our workouts. Love you guys. Great being together. I'm going to go ahead and end this stream. Have a great Sunday and, um, Enjoy the day that God has given us. Thanks.